a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. This is Mana. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mana, a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. I'm your host, Jeff Peterson. Now, none of the guys uh, that you're going to meet on this podcast would consider themselves to be extraordinary, but it's their humble, holy way of living. That's exactly what makes them extra to me, and I'm excited for you to meet them. So have you ever met somebody for the first time, and you'd swear you've known them for a long time? You know, the Bible talks a lot about how we are to treat strangers, you know, loving them and helping them and, you know, all that good stuff. And, and rightly so, the burden of all that stranger activity is usually on us. You know, what, what are we doing to the one who is unknown to us? But what I think, uh, in my humble opinion, what I think helps in that pursuit is when you meet a guy like today's guest who does such a simple yet, I think, brilliant job of letting others know, other strangers know, who he is by just the way he lives his life and what he shares about his life, no matter who you are. Uh, we're going to get into you know some pretty serious and uh, what I think is going to be uh, eventually a sacred example of that sharing a little bit later on here. But let me keep it a little bit lighter for this intro by giving you a couple of examples of what I'm talking about here. So the first one came in the very scheduling of the conversation that we're about to have, when not only as we're trying to figure out the right date and the right time. Not only uh, did I learn about, but I actually got to experience a little of our guest's recent family trip to Zion National Park through a video that he shared, hopefully taken by one of his kids because I think he was driving. But anyway, as they're driving through the mountains, it was just like a couple minute long video put to music. And it was just this really cool, simple, yet profound way of connecting. It was just a slice of his life, top of mind, top of heart, uh, that he just wanted to share with me, not knowing if I gave two hoots about mountains, which I do actually, uh, but trusting that I would just, by sharing that, I would just know a little bit more about him, uh, which was just so cool. So then, second example, as I was doing my little due diligence today, doing a little background research on our guest, so basically snooping on his LinkedIn profile, not only did I learn about our guest's very impressive career arc, starting in auditing years ago and then moving into areas of marketing, merchandising, and now senior general management for companies like Kohler and Target and Polaris with tons of avocational accomplishments to his name. But I also learned about, through, through his LinkedIn uh, feed, uh, about a profound encounter that he just had with his family uh, and, and this great life lesson that was shared with his kids by this blind mountain climber that they ran into. So it was so inspirational and just another great example of our guest, uh, of, of, of him, of who he is, sharing something about himself with, you know, basically anybody who's reading. So we are in for a real treat to, today uh, in meeting someone who I think is really living his vocational convictions as a husband, as a father, as a man of faith, and doing it in a way to invite all of us strangers uh, to get a little bit closer to him. So let's please welcome today's man of man and the author of F3, which you're going to learn about here in a little bit here, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Paul Nick. Hey, Paul, how are you? Great, Jeff. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Well, it is great to have you. Uh, it's great to have you on on Mana, and I, you know, I buried the lead intentionally 
uh, and speaking of your, you know, you know, really remarkable degree of openness. And even before, you know, the tape started rolling, it was just great to just kind of immediately connect on, on so many different levels. Um, and I just think that that is really a gift. But when we, I want to go, I want to go a little bit further back to what I alluded to in your intro. When we literally first connected, you shared a very, uh, what sounds like a very profound story uh, and maybe a little bit of an impetus that has, you know, maybe led you to this stage uh, in your in your faith uh, journey, in your family journey. Um, and so I kind of want to start there. We're just going to kind of jump right into it here. So take us back without any other setup. Take us back 13 years ago and, uh, and then we'll kind of take it from there. Yeah. So um, at the time, you know, my wife and I, Jen, uh, we had one daughter, her name is Lily, and we were pregnant with our, our second child, our second daughter. And um, and I was working for um, a company called Kohler Company at the time, kitchen and bath, bath manufacturer over in Wisconsin. And every year there's these major shows that you'd go to in terms of the uh, kitchen and bath show, uh, industry show, or the international builder show. And my wife was not due for about a month um, later, but I had this show coming up and my wife had just said to me, you know, I just feel something that something's going to happen. I really don't want you to go. And typically these shows are about a week long. So, um, you know, I chose to, to stay back. And um, so as we rushed into the hospital and, and she was having our daughter, Layla, um, it was pretty evident um, as Layla was being delivered that that uh, things weren't normal. And I could tell based on the look of the nurses and the doctor's eyes that they had never seen um, you know, what, what was happening and, mm. and the way to describe it with Layla was that, um, her skin was very translucent and almost like, uh, extremely red, almost as if you maybe was in, you know, a bad burn accident or something like that. And they had no idea, um, what this was. This was located in Sheboygan about an hour North of Milwaukee. And so, um, we, we had, they had to send the, the ambulance from children's hospital in Milwaukee because she was, um, you know, uh, a baby and, and, and obviously, uh, um, not outside the hospital system yet. They had to send their ambulance up and ultimately come, um, pick, um, Layla and myself up and, uh, unbeknownst to me, um, and still not knowing what condition she had, um, they, um, as we were driving down about an hour from Sheboygan to Milwaukee, um, Layla had some significant challenges breathing and really stopped breathing, um, along the way, which I had no idea. And so, you know, fast forwarding to, we were at Children's Hospital in Milwaukee, a phenomenal facility for a couple of days, and they were doing all this test and trying to figure out what, what she had. And it ended up being, um, term that she had a condition called epidermal lysis bullosa or EB uh, for mm. short, because obviously that's a mouthful yeah. and, and oversimplifying it. Really what it is, is the kids with EB are missing um, dermis in their, or excuse me, missing the protein in their dermis. So their skin um, tears really easily and blisters really easily. And that happens internally too. So in terms of their esophagus and some of the internal things that they have going on. And so um, if you think about a, a baby with all these open wounds and skin conditions, they can, they're prone to infections. They're prone to obviously a lot of challenges mm. and such a unique condition that, that really even children's hospital in Milwaukee didn't know how to, how to care for her. And so as Jen and I were trying to figure out, you know, um, you know, how, how to work through this and both Jen and I, um, had, had, had levels of faith, um, you know, throughout our lives and, and raised in the Catholic environment, um, from early days on, um, this, this really challenged us to a whole nother level. 
And um, as things were playing out, we had a bunch of friends that were reaching out and trying to um, find out more about EV and, and how, you know, we could, this, we could be helped and, and, and really how to care for your, your child. And just to put it in perspective, um, that first year, and especially those first several weeks and months, um, the, these children, they get blisters constantly all over their skin and you have to relieve the, the blister and, you know, get the kind of get the, the pus out, if you will, and then, um, do bleach baths to ensure that there's no infections. And that would take upwards of, you know, three or four hours a day. Oh my gosh. So as we were praying and trying to understand not why us, but why, you know, why this beautiful child that, that would come into the world like this, um, mm. we had the most incredible blessing. And that was through, you know, social media gets a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, digs in terms of it not being the greatest thing. And there's a lot of that. But in this case, it was an incredible blessing because there was a, a family in Florida, in Orlando, Florida, that had just lost their baby son, um, who was only a couple months old to EB, lost him to this disease because mm. his disease was so bad. And, uh, and their names are Todd and Melissa. And, um, and literally, you know, at that point in their life, they could do one of two things They're at the fork in the road. They could either, um, you know, maybe turn away from their faith and, and be upset with God and say, you know, why us and how could you do this? Yeah. Or you could lean in and, and you know, drive even deeper and try to help others out. And that's exactly what they did. And I know it sounds bizarre and crazy, you know, um, but, but things in life sometimes are just meant to be and you can feel that. Jen, my wife, had um, maybe an hour conversation with Melissa down in Orlando and literally, um, you know, less than a week later, she was flying up to spend a week with us mm. and show us how to, you know, care for Layla, how to, how to, you know, obviously bathe her, how to, how to do the wound care, how to really um, ensure that she could be getting the love and attention that she she needed. And that was um, that was just, I mean, incredibly life changing for us because we were we were um, at our wits end because the doctors, as, as phenomenal as they were, it was so unique that they just didn't know how to treat her, you know, and then as it turned out, um, there's just not a cure. There's not a, a cure for EB. Yeah. So it's something that kids are inflicted with, uh, you know, for their life. Wow. Wow. What a great story. And I mean, talk about the kindness of strangers. And, and I mean, that's just, uh, it's uh, what, a, what a remarkable example of that. So, so when, when Todd and Melissa came on the scene, obviously the Holy Spirit was working through them to you. How, um, so, th so there's obviously a foundation of faith there. How faith forward uh, do you feel that relationship with Todd and Melissa was? Like, I mean, because obviously you're you're also just trying to like get through the day, right? I mean, you're just trying to make sure that you know you keep you keep Layla healthy. You've also got Lily. I mean, so you're just it's like combat. But how, if you can remember back, how how strong or how conspicuous, I guess was the element of faith when with Todd Melissa specifically? Yeah, it was, um, it was absolutely incredible. And, and, and it was interesting because after the fact, um, after we got to know Todd Melissa, and by the way, on a side note, they are um, lifelong friends. We see them at least mm -hmm. once a year, if not more today, even though they're, they're down, you know, in, in Orlando, which isn't exactly nearby. Um, you know, the reality was that we needed help. We were desperate. We were, um, you know, as you might imagine, you're not really sleeping. You're, you're, um, you're praying a lot. You're looking for answers. And, 
<clears throat> this came upon us and it was like the perfect, you know, solution for what we needed. But yeah. the funny thing now that we joke about is when Melissa, I mean, if you think about Melissa, so, you know, obviously just a couple months after losing their son, heartbreaking, and she flies up and, you know, to complete strangers other than an hour phone call. Yeah. So she's taken a leap of faith, you know, from a, from a, you know, faith perspective as well. Sure. And she had joked with Todd that, if for some reason it wasn't, you know, quote unquote, either a good fit or maybe a safe environment that she was going to pretend that she was allergic to dogs because we had a dog. <laughs> and so, and so that was her out, if you will. And, yeah. and the result was, and honestly, the, um, just thinking back on that, um, that first night or the first you know, afternoon that she, we got her there um, to our house, um, I'm pretty sure Jen and, and Melissa ended up speaking, you know, until the early hours of the morning because there was so much of a bond that yeah. you know, was you know inseparable, and then on top of that, as as we would find out quickly thereafter, Todd and Melissa are um, very strong Christians and very strong in their faith, and and very you know everything that they do in life is is centered around you know um, obviously what what God does for us and and how we can live our lives and and really help others in need, and I think there couldn't have been a, a better. Um, you know, example for us in our life than exactly that. And and so, mm-hmm. you know, as Jen and I reflect on that, uh, you know, there's no question whatsoever that the Holy Spirit and, you know, um, and God himself was was heavily involved in, in that relationship and in that creation. Yeah. Yeah. That was part of the, that was part of the answer uh, to the prayer. You know, you, you speak of back, back then, you know, both you and your wife, you know, had faith, raised with faith, but then of course, you know, something like this happens and it's kind of a cliche, you know, you hear people, you know, this, when they get, you know, they face tremendous adversity and all of a sudden, you know, their, their relationship goes even deeper. Did you feel like, so maybe pre Todd and Jennifer coming as really kind of these angels, did you ever feel like, um, almost like, okay, I can't believe, I can't believe this is what's like, snapping me back you know what i mean kind of into it or 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 did it just feel very almost natural and comforting just to know that well this is what faith is for you know like this is this is exactly that you know you wouldn't wish it upon anybody but at the time you were grateful that you had it to 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 lean on yeah um i mean you know completely and and during um, during that stretch, I mean, we had people, so many people that, you know, reached out and were extremely helpful. Um, and, and what I would say is, you know, it, it's ironic because so, um, when we were in the NICU still and trying to find our way and just really survive every hour and, you know, every day, um, somebody had recommended their, you know, why don't you guys start a carrying bridge post because it's the best way to get, um, updates out to family and friends and coworkers. And, and it's not, people want to know, but they don't want to be overbearing. Mm-hmm. And so we, we started one and, um, and it's, um, so we would, you know, typically we would give an update, but then we would always tie it. Jen and I are huge music fans and we'd always tie it back to lyrics. And so when, um, when Layla was born, um, Jen was really adamant that, um, that she'd be called Layla and, and we didn't really, you know, we had talked about different names and I said, you know what, um, that's a great name, you know, let's, let's go with it. And then as the, you know, the, uh, the old Layla song is Layla, you got me down to my knees. And so, and quite frankly, there was something that, that came up in, in one of our posts in terms of like the, the reference of that and how, how meaningful it was, um, to that. And, um, and so I think just that whole thing was, it, it, I'll say it this way. If we hadn't 
you know, literally um, relied on our faith and relied on, you know, the power of prayer and relied on, you know, others praying for us and, and with us. Um, I, I know we wouldn't be, you know, where we are today. Yeah. Um, and, and it's pretty remarkable because to just fast forward a little bit, um, Layla um, still has, you know, a lot of her, um, her skin condition issues. She still has, you know, deformed fingernails and, and fingers and toenails and, you know, very, very, uh, you know, a lot of blistery skin and, and everything like that. And she, her hair can't really grow um, well because of all the bleach baths that she had when she was younger, but she is the toughest, um, <laughs> most, you know, re resilient yeah. uh, person we have. And so Jen went back and started reading these Caringbridge um, posts and, you know, it just brought tears to her eyes to think about how far yeah. she's come. And, and there's no way she would have done that without, you know, God's love and, and, and really those around us that have helped lift us out. And so that's where, um, you know, one of the other things that um, I think I'd shared with you, but, you know, ever since that point, people, you know, what's interesting to us is we had, you know, your family is your family. They're always there for you. But the most remarkable thing about um, when Layla was born, you know, my wife had to, re, you know, quasi retire, if you will, stop working so that she could care for Layla um, for those bandage changes and wound care. And so we had to have friends and neighbors come over and help Jen, you know, with that on a daily basis. And so you like when times get tough, you really find out who people are and, and yeah. you know, in terms of there for you. And um, and it's just amazing because, yeah, the people that you thought would be there were definitely there for you. But all these other people that we didn't even know at the time, um, you know, came out from out of nowhere uh, because they were, you know, they were called or because they wanted to help or because they just um, they were they wanted to offer support. And some of those people or a lot of those people, I should say are um are some of the people the, the tightest people we have in terms of the friendships we have in our lives today yeah. and it's pretty amazing when you have that kind of support network um you know what you can do in, in terms of the the power of prayer and support and and that's that's where um you know one of the things you touched on um you know during the intro um was that you know this idea of um kind of F cubed. And, and that's yeah. something that's really, really important to Jen and I. And it's the, for us, it's just, it's the faith, family and friends that without those three, you know, really in that order, um, you know, we wouldn't, we really wouldn't be where we are today. And, uh, and a testament to, um, you know, when, when you, when you believe and you continue to have faith and continue to, to and I think part of it is, it was really hard for Jen because we're both pretty stubborn people is, is, being, is being, is being open to yeah. and being vulnerable to help. Right. Because yeah. initially so many people wanted to help and it was like, no, you know, we've got this and we can do this. And then we realized, you know what, we, we don't have this and we do need help and we do need to be vulnerable and we mm -hmm. do need to welcome people. And even if they're strangers, but isn't that exactly, you know, like what Jesus would teach us, right? I mean, like, um, it's not what people look like. It's not where they come from. It's not who they are. It's not if you know them. It's, you know, welcome those from all around as brothers and sisters. And that, to me, was a, a really compelling thing that I'll never forget, you know, as, yeah. as long as I'm alive. Well, and such a great example for not only, you know, Layla to also, you know, witness and be the beneficiary of, but also... Uh, for Lily, for your other kids, I mean, for your whole family to see all these friends come out, you know, not necessarily out of the woodwork, but to really respond to the call because it was an opportunity, it still is, I imagine, an opportunity for them to to express 
you know, God's love for, for your family. And I read something years ago about the word angel. I used it earlier and it was a neat, I can't remember um, the citation, but basically it was talking about how the word angel is actually a verb. We've turned it into a noun to say, oh, you're right. such an angel. But it actually, the, the root of the word actually is, is an action word. So, so all these people that have now come into your life um, 13 years ago and, and even still today, they're, they're angeling and which is an opportunity for them. So, so yeah, like you say, to, to deny people that opportunity to express God's love is actually, that's, you know, you got you gotta let them do it because <laughs> uh, that's what they kind of want to do. So, Amen. Yeah. Uh, um, so, so, so that's so great. And I'm glad you gave us the update also on Layla, cause that was going to be my next question. So let's, and this is probably going to be hard for you. Cause I imagine I'm, I'm, I'm getting the vibe here that you're a very modest humble person, very outwardly directed, but let's, I, I, I'm very, I'm intrigued to go, to go back. Let's go back, uh, to the Paul Nick upbringing. Um, you know, you're obviously leaning heavy on faith right now. It's a central part of your life. Was that the, was that the, the Nick household growing up, the, the, the Paul Nick upbringing? Uh, are you surprised yeah. that it is as active in your life today? No, not not really at all. I mean, um, I didn't I didn't grow up going to a, a Catholic school, but I was heavily involved in you know uh, with, through my family with our church. It was a church named St. Anthony's in the Milwaukee area, um, and um, essentially, um, I'll never forget. Actually, you know, so early on um, as a, as a young boy growing up, I was able to be an altar server. I think it was uh, fifth grade when we got to start fourth or fifth grade. And, uh, it was funny because mass times were very different back then. Um, you know, in, in the first, uh, first mass that we got, uh, as, as the newbies, I was the 7am on Sunday, which uh, a lot of churches <laughs> don't even offer anymore, but you know, so as, as a younger boy, you know, you're not even half awake at that point, but, but, it, but in all seriousness, I mean, some of the, um, the, the great memories I have of church and getting to know the different priests over the years um, by serving through that ministry um, really opened my eyes in, in a really neat way. And we were blessed with a number of really gifted um, priests and, and supporters, you know, around uh, that area. And, um, and so then as I, you know, as we grew up as a family, in fact, my dad was a lector at church and, and I, I I can distinctly remember him, um, you know, uh, prepping and, and doing his rehearsals in his bedroom, you know, before he would um, say the, you know, obviously speak the uh, the different um, readings at, at mass. And um, and so it was always uh, a, a part of who we were. And then um, as as life would have it, um, when I was graduating from high school, uh, my dad got offered a job down um, at uh, he had worked for J.C. Penney's. Um, remotely his, his, his whole career. And he got offered a job to come down to company headquarters, which was down in the Dallas, Texas mm -hmm. area. Mm -hmm. And so it was a pretty, that was a pretty foundational change in our life. And, um, and so I started actually going to school for a year in Wisconsin and, uh, and us being a tight family and close family, it was just, it was too hard to be that far away and maybe only go, you know, uh, come, come back and see each other once a year. So I transferred down to um, college in Texas. Mm -hmm. And when I transferred down to Texas, it was like a culture shock because <laughs> I mean, everything from the weather, right. I mean, I think the, yeah. the first year we were down there, the first summer we were down there was over a hundred, the first, you know, 31 days or something like that. And, and, and it'd be kind of like taking somebody from the South and um, you know, right when winter's hitting, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's peak here and they like have fun, you know, <laughs> but, 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 but also from like a, 
um, you know, just just a different world in terms of how things, you know, um, you know, how people interact and just you know, culture and, and those things. And so here I am down in Texas, you know, my second year in college, and I'm kind of like, okay, what did I what did I get myself into? Mm-hmm. I know nobody. I'm four hours away from my parents in East Texas. And it just hit me then harder than ever before that, um, okay, I really, really um, am in need of, of God and his direction and his support now and his embrace. And so I got heavily involved in the Catholic uh, Student Association um, at, at school in, in different ways. And, and they had um, one of the, the coolest retreats ever where um, essentially um, the way it worked was you would do um, as a participant, you would go away for, or not go away, but you would go to this camp um, and you would essentially um, stay in, in kind of these, uh, these really cool cabins um, for the weekend. And what you find out and is revealed and then throughout the, you know, Friday, Saturday, and even Sunday morning, you would get these different messages and these different notes. And, you know, I'm praying for you and, and I'm thinking of you and you had no idea where they were coming from. And then on Sunday, there's this big reveal where is this um, there's this prayer staff, the peace staff, that literally was camping in the woods starting um, on Friday hmm. all the way through the weekend. And, and somebody was in adoration and, and prayer the entire time. So wow. every single minute and every single you know hour that went by. And what a I mean, what a spectacular, you know, kind of um, life altering experience hmm. that was. And then, of course, after you go through something like that, or at least for most of us, it's like we want to we want to pay it forward, quote unquote, yeah. and, and and be a part of that. And so then, you know, over the years, I was able to become part of the peace staff and other different aspects from that. Mm-hmm. So I would say that that is probably what helped me. I would say I was always had a strong faith. You know, um, obviously got confirmed and and chose that I wanted to have God in my life and and really you know try to lead a Christian life. But um, for me, I think what helped more than anything was just that feeling out on an island by myself yeah. and going, I don't know anybody, I don't know anything, but I, the, I think one of the coolest things about our Catholic faith is that um, pretty much anywhere you can go in the world, you can always tie back to um, the similarities and the consistencies with what, what we do. Yeah. And and for yeah. me, that was that was a really great way to not only get involved, but also get involved with some great people and, and strong um, Christians who... Um, we're a blast to be around and, and, and obviously you start to grow your, your network that way. And it just was one of those things we're looking back on and it was, it was perfect. And so, um, from that point forward, I feel like, um, I, I had a, a pretty strong faith, but nothing like, you know, when, when, when life threw us the curveball of Layla mm-hmm. and, and, and in retrospect, what a blessing it's been, because I mean, even to this day, um, when I think about it, Jeff, I always share with people that life is truly about perspective because, um, with Layla, you know, she constantly still gets blair, uh, you know, blisters and tears on her skin and, and all these different things. And she could complain and she could, you know, say life's not fair and, and kind of just, you know, um, you know, sit in the corner. And instead, she's the most, you know, vivacious and energetic and passionate mm-hmm. person. And so, like, anytime even that I catch myself, you know, kind of, quote, unquote, having a, having a bad day, I just, I, I literally think of her and say, you know yeah. what, it's not bad, right? I mean, it's, 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 it's not a bad thing that we have going. And if it is, you know, even better chance to, uh, to really turn to God and turn yeah. to Jesus. What a great story. And all those years, whether it was growing up young or, or the, at camp, I mean, all those, as I hear your story, you know, what I hear is it's like training, you know, you were in, yeah. you were in training, uh, not knowing when, 
uh, you need to be leaning so much and 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 you know, kind of um, <laughs> using that muscle memory. But uh, and then obviously with with the situation with Layla, and to be able to not only get through it as you can, everybody can hear in your voice, but to have such uh, positivity about it and to, and like you say, perspective, which is just such a great, and you get that through, that doesn't come naturally. That comes through prayer. It comes through years of, of knowing God and him knowing you. And so that it's just a wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. And I was just going to say, just to add to that, Jeff, um, when we were going through that battle, um, I remember that, um, you know, there's, there's two things that people shared with us. One was, um, count your blessings by smiles, not tears, count your age by friends, not years. Mm. And that really resonated with me. And then the other one that really speaks to what you were just hitting on was, um, you know, God, God doesn't, uh, give the hardest battles to his toughest soldiers. Rather, he creates the toughest soldiers through life's hardest battles. Yeah. And I'm not suggesting that I've been through life's hardest battles by any means, but in terms of that perspective of like, you know, it does carve you out and mold you the exact way that he wants you to be. Yeah. And once again, it, it's, uh, it ends up being, you know, um, you know, God has a plan and, and I continue to go back to that, you know, that God has this beautiful plan and it's not up to us to decide what that plan is or when it happens. But, um, you know, knowing where we are right now, there's not one thing I would change about our journey. And I'm so thankful and grateful for um, how far we've been able to come. Oh, well, I am just so grateful um, for you to share that story. And I just, I can't wait to, uh, we're going to talk more about it. We just got to, <laughs> we're yeah. going to talk all night if we don't move on. But no, I know. I know. Such a wonderful, no, just, it really is just a, such a blessed uh, story. So uh, we are going to move on though to the fun segment now uh, of the, uh, of the show. So this is when we ask the same three questions to every guest and then we we judge them harshly on their answers i'm kidding we don't judge at all uh, but same three questions uh that you've had in advance and so let's go uh, question number one if jesus knocked on your door the nick household tomorrow morning and just wanted to hang out with you for the whole day you've got all day with jesus what are you going to do with jesus yeah so um since I would be hanging out with the the all powerful and ever mighty, I took the liberty to assume that um, that we could travel fairly quickly, um, you know, and, and really take in all these blessings and creations that that He's provided us. And so I would say absolutely, you know, after starting the day off by by celebrating Mass together, and and specifically um, we would celebrate Mass um, at the Holy Hill. Uh, Basilica and National Shrine of Mary, which is located in, in Hubertus, Wisconsin, not far from Milwaukee. Oh. But it's this absolutely stunning church up on a hill with views for miles around. Um, just be a great way to start the day off. But then I would really like to spend the day outside, um, you know, with with Jesus and um, just enjoy the beautiful creation. So specifically, you know, hiking in, in mountains somewhere um, and really enjoying, you know, the, the breathtaking views and just, um, you know, what he has created there. Um, would love to uh, to you know swim in the ocean um, in, in somewhere maybe off the coast of Florida and 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 just you know kind of take all these amazing things that that he has created um, and things that maybe sometimes we take for granted um, you know just um, enjoy those things together and um, and ultimately then I think we would make our way back to probably um, my mother's house and uh, she's uh, she's an incredible host and a wonderful cook. 
And, um, and she would uh, make the, the most delicious homemade meals. And yeah. of course, you know, one of her, uh, her desserts and, but I would end our time together, you know, really by asking Jesus to, uh, to pray over our family and ultimately in those, you know, kind of the, the faith family and friends, you know, for, for health, mm. for happiness and, and, and for uh, safety. And, um, and I think more than anything, just trying to be a complete sponge, uh, learning from, from Jesus and, and really, um, specifically uh, observing, how he handles himself and, and just how I can be. I pray. One of the things I pray every day is how can I be more Christ-like each and every day? And yeah. some days are easier than others, you know, right. And, and we all have our challenges, but I think that is the biggest thing is, is trying to learn as much as I could and, and, and take as most out of that day as I possibly could. I love it. That is a great, that is a great full day. I love all that. Yeah, great, grateful <laughs> and grateful. That's great. All right. Yeah. So next, uh, next question, question number two, if you could, uh, and we didn't get a chance to really talk about a lot of guys in your life, so this will be a this will be maybe a surprise for all of us here. If you could go to church with any other guy, living or dead, know him or not, whatever it could be somebody you you know grew up with or somebody that's just over time you've just admired, who are you going to church with? Yeah, so um, I thought long and hard about this one. I think it's a it's a great thought provoking question, and um, and. I know I'm breaking the rule. I'm going to give two, but I'll make it really fast. The, 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 here's why. The, the, we didn't get a chance to talk about a lot of special men in our lives, but one yeah. of the people I did want to touch on just really quickly is when my wife, Jen, was was pregnant with Layla. At the time, um, you know, the the gentleman I'm about to, to speak to was the um, Archbishop of Milwaukee, and uh, at the time was um, Archbishop um, Timothy Dolan. And he um, was working in obviously Milwaukee and we had met him and went to church and he obviously knew that Jen was pregnant and, um, and really just gave a special blessing. And then after um, the Layla situation happened, I don't know, I still don't know how he found out and he literally um, called my parents' house because we were staying with them down in Milwaukee and checked in, you know, a couple of times just to make sure that things were going well. And here's a person who has more things going on in his life yeah. than you can imagine. And, uh, and literally was taking time. And it was funny because we were um, on the TV, their phone, kind of their, you know, color ID, if you will, popped up. And it was like, you know, here it was the, you know, um, it literally had his, his, his name or, you know, and uh, the cousin center in Milwaukee. Yeah. And it was just spectacular. And, and, and to now know, and he, we could tell, I mean, what an incredible leader and and spiritual leader he was and now he's obviously uh, out in new york and mm-hmm. uh and serving as a cardinal was pretty cool but um but but my first answer in terms of um you know thinking about this was um i would select uh pope john paul ii mm-hmm. um and, and the reason being is a couple things uh, one um it's been said at least based on what i've been able to um you know gather uh, based on his life that he the pathology um, was like second to none, right? Um, very, very gifted in that regard. And just, I think that would be incredible. Um, but also as a father of four daughters, um, yourself as well, um, embracing women, you know, he really um, provided a, a, a voice, uh, a foundation for women to be viewed as equals. And I think that's something, you know, it's better today than it was obviously when you and I were born, but there's still a long way to go. And there's nothing more important to me than making sure that our daughters have just about, you know, as much chance as anybody else in life. And that's the way I think it should be. But I also think the last piece, which I think is really, really intriguing is, you know, the successful efforts to end communism in Russia. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I think if you think about yeah. that as it pertains to the, 
um, you know, the horrific things happening in the Ukraine today and, and with some of the, you know, what Russia is doing, um, I think it would be really, really um, neat to go to church and pray and you know, once again, just learn and absorb anything I could from um, such a special human being um, like, like uh, Pope John Paul II. Yeah, great. Yeah, and, and I think and it's um, I've got severe envy that you know Cardinal Dolan, by the way, because he I've been a fan of him for years. And I think the, the a similarity amongst I'm sure many between Cardinal Dolan and 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 Saint Pope John uh, Paul or Saint Saint whatever his title is now that he's a saint right. is that both of them, you know, really did use their position to you know not not necessarily untowardly, you know, get into politics or get outside of, uh, of, of, of their, of their faith, you know, kind of role, their faith leadership role, but they actually recognized that their role, um, as a faith leader does have, there is a role for faith in these larger, you know, global kind of, you know, social issues. And I think both of them are great examples of really providing a conscience um, for people, whether they're, whether they're Catholic or not. Uh, and, and I think Cardinal Dolan still does that today, obviously with the stage that he has. Yeah. And just one, just follow up on that really quickly with Cardinal Dolan. He was one of these infectious personalities, bigger than life, that when you met him, you felt like you had known him for years (laughs) and that you were the only person going on at that moment. And, and so, I mean, just once again, a way that God works in mysterious ways, but the fact that we happened to go when he was saving mass, you know, in, in our local community, which was Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, and be able to, you know, obviously meet him, get a picture, have a prayer with him. And then the fact that he somehow, you know, followed the, you know, our journey and, and found out that we were having these challenges. And even that, I can't tell you, like, you know, sometimes you just need certain things just to keep you going. And when he called and checked in on us, it was like, you know, for us, it was like, you know, Jesus himself was, 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 was kind of making us a priority. And that was just incredibly special. That's wonderful. Wonderful. All right. Fun segment question number three. This one might be a little hard as you and I share a, uh, a, we're surrounded by great women, our four daughters and a wonderful, uh, uh, wonderful wives. And so we, we don't get a lot of chance to impart wisdom on young men. <laughs> so uh, you know, dig deep on this last question. So if you could give one piece of advice to a younger man uh, to basically, you know, kind of turn out the way you turned out, living a, a strong life of faith, um, just but, but, you know, humble, but humble and holy, what would be that one piece of advice you'd give a younger man up further upstream? Yeah, I would, I would say simply put, um, you know, never, ever uh, lose hope in the fact that God has a beautiful plan in store for you. And I think there's an important caveat there, which is that um, we all think, especially the younger we are, and the, and the less mature we are, um, that, you know, we've got the plan figured out or we've got everything in life figured out for that matter. And so as we get older and we learn that it's not really up to us at all, and there's a different plan in store for us, and we just have to believe it's it's never losing the faith and the hope that God's got that plan for us, um, I think is really, really key. And, you know, I mentioned earlier that Jen and I love musical groups, love how lyrics connect us with life. And one of our, our favorite musical groups is a band called Need to Breathe. And they have this um, this really neat song called Wasteland. And uh, and I just I wrote down these, these really quick lyrics and I wanted to share because I think they're uh, they're really special. And so here, here's how it goes. It says, yeah, in this wasteland where I'm living, there is a crack in the door filled with light, and it's all that I need to get by. 
and it's all that I need to shine. Oh, if God is on my side, who can be against me? And in, in that scene, that last scene, if God's on my side, who can be against me? I mean, it's such a simple statement, but incredibly powerful and profound when you think about it. And, that, and to me, that that says it all, right? There's um, with God on our side, we can do anything and we can be anything, um, but we've got to believe and and never stop believing. Oh, amen. I can, it can't be said better than that. So I'm not even going to try. So um, <laughs> Paul, Nick, uh, it's so great to spend this time with you. You are uh, to, to very poorly crib uh, scripture here. You are no longer a stranger. Uh, we all call you friend. Um, and just really thank you for sharing your story and just for walking this walking this planet, man. I mean, this is we need more men like you influencing other guys like me. So thanks again for for being here today. Absolutely, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me and and I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to MANA. If you have any questions or recommendations for future guests, send them to manapodcast at gmail.com.